ladies and gentlemen, our wonderful Audible viewers, this is the 50th episode of the Get Around Podcast. Thank you for joining us yet again this week. We've got a spectacular show lined up for you, but before we get into that, let me introduce my fellows of the roundtable. Jake Hatnip. I'm James not even Cook. sitting by my signature, which is kind of upsetting. I mean, I'm near it, but... The and it took him signature. all of 26 <laughs> seconds to interrupt me. Boom. That is the voice of our former host, and that's pretty much why he's gone, Brendan Quayle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking about that last week as I was listening to, to Jake uh, interrupt James every time that James tried to talk or have a point. Jake was just like, no, 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 let me, let me say what I want to say, and let me, I'll, I'll, I'll get in with that. And then I went, oh, I do that to James, or I did that to James every time that he spoke. And so, Jake, I just want to thank you for taking up the torch there and making sure that uh, good old Jimmy James Cook never has a chance to finish a thought on this podcast. Somebody's got to be a I don't know a better way to describe it. Uh, well, jerk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just say a that. A Jake. Someone yeah. has to be a Jake. Someone has to be a Jake. Which is just synonymous yeah. with Someone's many negative things. Yes, somebody's got to be a a jerk to James. But yes, Brendan is just the first of a few special surprises on this podcast. (laughs) You know who's not going to be a special surprise, and unfortunately, that's 7-4's Harrison Beebe. I wanted to get that shout-out in real quick so he doesn't have to wait until the end of the episode, because I know right now... He didn't have to wait last week? A big smile came across his face right now as he was jogging through the streets of... The hills of... The outskirts of Traverse City. Now, he's busy right now getting his driver fixed. That's why he couldn't make it here, right? Oh, this was... I thought he was still looking for the head. No, we found it. So if you guys... uh, You probably haven't, but we will post it to our Twitter just in an effort to embarrass Harrison Beebe, but uh, James Harrison... He's a friend of the show, so it's okay. Yes, and myself, along with uh, another... uh, We went golfing yesterday out... Where did... What course did we play, James? Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake. Beautiful course... Uh, I think one of my favorites that we played so far, not only that, but because I also played pretty well, except for the par threes. If I could have just gotten rid of the par threes, it's just awful. Those greens those. were so hard, man. Tough, difficult. Harder greens. than the NFL. So we're on the we're we're on the eighteenth hole, and we've decided that we're all going to hit drives until we hit a good one. Harrison, bless his skinny soul. Uh, he tried many times. The first one popped it straight up into the air, maybe went 20 feet, probably, and into the woods, which yeah. was great. The uh, second one was much better. It went about 30 feet into the woods. <laughs> yeah. Third one, the third one... 33% increase in distance. The third one, he did hit straight up into the air, and it just cleared, like, the bunch of weeds and tall grass. Did not make him the fairway. At the bottom oh, of the tee box. You actually put up with letting him take, like, four drives that bad? It was the 18th hole. Please be quiet. I'm going <laughs> to hit the snooze button on you, and then you can't talk for ten minutes. All right? There it is. Dump button. So, he hits that one, but he wasn't happy with it. I wasn't happy. I think I, what, hit four or five drives before I finally took one that I was that I was happy with. Again, it was the 18th hole. But how many of your five were in the trees? Two. Yeah two of them. He decides that he's now going to Happy Gilmore it. Of course. He has had success Happy Gilmoreing it uh, in, in the quite past. A yeah, it is. It's a, it's a good one, too. I think uh, all of us should use it. And the first one, <laughs> the first one, he does the same exact thing, only it bounces over toward me, 
and hits the top of the golf cart, which is literally behind Harrison. <laughs> so somehow he was able to pop it up and put enough spin on it. I was hoping to catch it, but it bounced on the roof, and I wasn't able to. I know to. professionals that would pay to learn how to put that kind of spin on their tee shots. So he does it again, but this time we're already laughing at him. All of us are busting a gut. And this last one, I didn't even see it, but I turn around James is laughing, JP is laughing, I look at his driver and the head has snapped off, and I lose my mind. Harrison takes the shaft, throws it, what, into the woods, <laughs> and then that was, that was pretty much it for him. Poor guy, he wants to, he so badly wants to be good at golf, but his, his temper gets the best of him. He threw a club at the cart while I was in the cart yesterday. Are you, are you sure that he wasn't trying to hit you? It it honestly wouldn't surprise me because at one point he did say to me, he's like, it was... I mean, he has grabbed the wheel of a golf cart you were in before and thrown you out. Yeah, and I was driving pretty crazy yesterday while he was in there and it did, it did upset him a few times, but I don't care. That's one of the... <laughs> <laughs> well, look at look at Jake actually snoozing for 10 minutes. I really appreciate... I got nothing I to say. I got nothing to That's say. That's a first. He actually looked at me at one point yesterday and kind of like... Uh, an abused puppy just said, "I, I wish I was as good as golf. You know, as good at golf as you are, Brendan." I went, "You never will be, buddy." But, <laughs> but, but keep wishing. Well, when you're in a cart with somebody who's shooting thirty strokes better than you, I can't imagine your psyche's going to be very good. But see, that's the whole thing. He's not playing against me. Well, it's not even He's a- playing against his friend. I don't even play. I don't play against you guys. I play against myself. My goal by the end of this season is to break 90, no one which cares isn't a great goal. It's no not a great cares. goal, like, but that's if I can break 90, I'll be happy. So I, I feel like if Annika D or Auntie D or any of the golfers on the West Girls team are listening to this conversation right now, they're like, really? 90? That's her goal? Great. Pretty sure Annika would have to be golfing left-handed with her eyes closed to shoot a 90, and she probably would still shoot like an 84. She could use one club in her bag and shoot less than that. That would be impressive. I would pay to see her just use like a seven iron the entire time, including the putt. Bet she do pretty well. All right. Well, enough of me talking. Are you sure? I did. Are you sure? Listen, it's I know like, you really like the sound of your own voice. It's not so much that. It's that I haven't been on a chatty podcast like this in a very long time so it's all built up and i was like yeah Yeah. i was just like ready to go it's like a graduated cylinder like there was the the whatever there was was some like vinegar in the uh in the graduated cylinder i got in here he poured some baking soda in and then boom just like one of those volcanoes you make in seventh grade science class that's that's me right now just erupting Brendan's got his place. release for the day. All right, Brad, take it away, buddy. What do we got coming up on this show? Because there's a lot. We are here at, at number 50. We're over the hill. I'm proud of it. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, we've got a, a lot of good stuff packed into this episode of The Get Around. We've got some talk about our Player of the Year front runners for football, which is going to transition nicely into our first local fantasy football draft. We've done drafts before, baseball, softball, boys and girls basketball, but that idea hit us a little late when we got the podcast started last year and we did not get a fantasy football draft in, so we're pretty pumped up to do that. We also weren't even doing guests at this point last year. That's right, we weren't. We're 
Look at how far. Oh, we're so we, beyond. We were still. We, we could just gaze up at that single little mic up there in the corner. Yeah, that poor little USB mic. And now we've got straight up actual podcast equipment. Real I brought this up equipment. before. I actually, this is, this is how excited I was to come back on the podcast. I had dreams about being on the podcast. That is actually true. There, I had a dream where I was looking in from the window here into an empty podcast room. It's very sad. He wanted to be in table. here so badly, he had me bring in some tools. <laughs> he drilled some holes in the table and made the cords much less confusing. Yeah, we got, Maybe. We got chairs that don't squeak anymore. Probably. Yeah. As we all attempt to see yeah, as we all try to get it out of the way now. Sorry, Brett. I interrupted with my dreams. My, my podcast dreams. Yeah, we've got a one-on-one interview with Red Wings left winger Andreas Afanasiu. Huge get, by the way. Brett, while you were sitting down with Double um, A, you were able to get him to, to do something for you. What was that? Very special, extra special, extraordinary. Yeah, we've got some pucks to give away before Brendan's tease becomes weird. We're going to spread these out a little bit over the coming few weeks of the podcast, but today is going to be the first Afanasio autographed puck giveaway. We need your help sharing, retweeting this podcast on social media so that more people can hear it. You know, we, uh, we love you guys as listeners, but we want more of you. It's that we, simple. We will also provide with the puck... A photo of the one and only Barry Arturo Summers and Double A over at Center Ice Arena. And in there, you can see the signed pucks. Just so you know, it's not as good as a certificate of authenticity, but basically tells you right then and there. So if in the future you do want to sell this puck, if you're hard up for some cash and you, you need some money, <laughs> uh, you'll have that photo there right along with it. We We're certainly gonna, prefer you hang on to it as a memento. We'll go over to uh, Walgreens and print up some of, uh, some of those photos make sure the so selfies you know that it wasn't just i who decided to well, that was the fun part was when he went in for the interview when they go into center ice they say no autographs no selfies brett had to break both of those rules for the get around it was pretty special is that true well i mean i got it cleared oh you got it clear yeah it's the i got the, the get around I, I got the hookup but those were the rules there yes no oh, autographs yeah. Oh, yeah. no selfies absolutely that's all they tell the media when you walk in the door no autographs no selfies wow yep and he did both of those things that is... Behind closed doors, nonetheless. That is awesome. That's how you get it done, boys. It's what we do for the people that, that listen to this wonderful podcast. We yes, I'm, I'm super excited to, to give these out. But like I said, we, we're appealing to our Audible viewers. But we do need your help on this. We need the shares. We need the retweets. We want to grow our audience. We want you guys listening, engaging with us, so that we know how to bring you a better product. So the way we're going to set up this giveaway is I'm going to alter it a little bit from the tease that we had in last week's episode. We're going to go with this first puck. We need 50 shares and or retweets between Facebook and Twitter and one random person out of the first 50. You can certainly share beyond 50, but it's those who fall in the first 50 that will be entered into this contest for the autographed Athenasio puck. Good luck. Now, if if you like this, if you like what you hear, Share, retweet, because all that will do, it, it will increase our exposure, and then we'll be able to do more giveaways like this in the future. Who knows, more autographed merch, and I certainly want to see this, this podcast su- su- uh, succeed. It's, uh, you know, it, it is the baby created by James, myself, and Brett, and 
you know, here we are, number 50, and we are still going strong. Retweet, share, get yourself a puck signed by whoever wants to pronounce it. Go ahead. Athanasiu. Very nice. Andreas. Andreas Athanasiu. Did I do it? You did it. You got it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Give myself a ding on that one. Our listeners do not want to know how you pronounced it before the show. No. I gave it a shot. We'll just, just leave that was, to your imagination. It was not correct. And after we get through all of that, we've also got a brief bulletin board segment. We've got the Get Around Hall of Fame. We're going to induct the latest member into the most exclusive club in They're Northern Michigan. They're going to be Michigan. so excited they get their name poorly written on a printed out piece of paper that is taped to the wall of the Traverse City Record Eagle podcast studio by the one and the only Jacob Ernest Atnip. I found out, thank God, you emailed. I was so happy when I saw that last night. Oh, that was like, I let Jake, it out. I was oh, like, no. Jacob Ernest Atnip. I saw that and I went, oh boy. That is, so that his was new like, nickname is Ernie? That was like Christmas morning for me. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, Jacob Ernest, huh? Like I don't even want to know whether your mom or dad decided on that one, if it was Ernest Hemingway or... My grandfather. Or Ernest Goes to Camp yeah. or whatever. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that brought a big smile to my face. So Nobody can ever you. guess it. I usually, people are, what's your middle name? I'm like, I'm not telling you just yet. <laughs> Jacob. And I'll say Ernest. either, like, it's Eric or Edward. I'm just like, we'll just stop, and I'm just not going <laughs> to. Eric is definitely worse. I prefer Ernest. Oh, no, I like my middle name. No. Nobody, I, just like my last name. I've never, I don't, I don't know anybody named Ernest. I just gave you two. Ernest Hemingway. Do you know them? I'm sorry, Ernest, I've never met them. Ernest Els all goes by Ernie Els. Ernie Els, yeah. Okay, so that's two pro- professors. There's so many more Brendans out there. And Ernest goes to camp. Exactly, yeah. that's what I said. Ernest that one. Jim Varney. Yeah. The legendary a, Jim Varney. Uh, there's a whole series, a whole series of movies. Like Way too many. Er, Ernie on Halloween, Ernest on Halloween or something like that. I remember that one. I don't know. But. Well, again, I uh, just want to thank your parents uh, for, uh, for that. I, I saw that email and big smile on my face. Doesn't look like it. <laughs> oh, there was last night. <laughs> and we will wrap up the show <laughs> with the trifecta where we will recount a few of our favorite moments from our first 49 episodes. Brett wanted to go with uh, his, the favorite uh, or most inappropriate Brendan moments, and I said while... Unfortunately, none of those are actually recorded. While very flattering to this man who loves attention... I decided that wasn't best for this podcast. For he decided what? it wasn't best for his career. For once, you did something appropriate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? I know, weird. So let's get the show on the road. We, we've spent the la- the better part of 20 minutes. Maybe it'll be like 12. Idling in the driveway. This is That's what we've been doing. <laughs> but now yeah, we're going to get on the road. We finally finished checking all of our blind spots, made sure all the tires are inflated. The rear right isn't quite all the way inflated but we're going another anyway. big surprise though uh, <laughs> is jake the rear right <laughs> you, you guys are going to be really thrilled with this other than andreas athanasiu we also have big time guests coming back they've already been on the show dr murray howe and keith gabe it's going to be amazing uh those were our two most listened to episodes so it's going to be by most you mean least i do <laughs> 
don't worry, they're not coming back. <laughs> Ever. It's like, oh my god. Unless they pay us, then they can come back. They were very nice. They, they were, were. They were. They were, they were very, great interviews. They our, were great. Interviews. Our audible viewers missed out on those. Yeah. Go back and listen. They're and still our, there. Our audible viewers like Murray Howe, Keith Gabe. I highly suggest you go back and listen to those because they were very good interviews, and unfortunately, they uh, they didn't get many listens. No, but did you guys notice my beard yet? What? what are you at? Two weeks? Yeah, this is this is my point. I did this just for you guys. We talked all the crap about it. I'm in the I'm in the studio with three bearded men. Figured, hey, let's show off what I got. Very good. It last ain't much. <laughs> you still got time. Look at how low they, 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 it literally extends nine inches down my neck, but doesn't go even a quarter inch up. You could do the uh, Kyle Orton neck beard. Andy Luck neck beard. I like that one better. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the neck beard doesn't look good on. Anyone. The Kyle Ever. Or, the, I'll the just Kyle put, like, Jersey numbers in here. Just horrific. The high school football season is going to be over before Jake's beard comes in. That's, That's a guarantee. That, that wraps up at the end of November, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So as we turn our attention towards football, before we jump into this much-anticipated draft, let's chat about our player of the year front runners we we kind of thought at the beginning of the year maybe this was a runaway bit of a runaway maybe. I, thought, I mean i thought it was schwanicky i thought it was tobin schwanicky from I, central right off the bat i i was putting that one down almost as much of a shoe in slam dunk whatever you will as annika d for for girls golf i, I mean the, the closest person to that expectation for me is danny passanoff I mean, he. I feel like he's one that has completely stood out over the entire season and kind of took that role that people might have thought Tobin had at the beginning of the year. But, I mean, Danny's done stuff on literally all three phases of the game every single game. Uh, every time, you know, Sellers comes and calls us, he tells us that Danny was the difference. So, I mean, that, that says a lot. What has changed in your guys' opinion that Swanicki's no longer the frontrunner? Because I would him, say he's the frontrunner. I've only seen him play once, and when I saw him play, he didn't play that well. And then the same goes for me as well. Uh, I only, no quarterback I, has played well against West this year. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, oh, I understand that. I understand that. But I uh, mean, yeah, I would, I would say for me, Schwanicky's still the front runner. It's maybe not a runaway race, right? But I think I would, which is what I, I would was still saying. say. He is, he's still the favorite to to win that award. Yeah, please don't misconstrue that as me saying he's completely out of the running and he's a terrible quarterback and he should give up in football. That's Brendan doesn't know enough about football That's, to make those kinds of claims. To be fair, I do know a lot about high school football. I don't pay attention to college or uh, professional football. I was like, NFL? Oh, that's right. That's what it's called. I pay attention to high school football because I like high school football. Um, but, yeah, Schwanicky definitely still in the running. But it's not as much of a of a guarantee as I thought it was. I, I thought Schwanicky would absolutely blow the league away, and he certainly has at some point, but what West did to him uh, was really impressive, to shut down an offensive weapon like that, and one that has hurt them in the past. That's the thing, though. I think that's more of a testament to West's defense than it is an indictment of Schwanicky's play this season, for I think, sure. I think so, exactly. I, I think that's a really good point, actually. I, I still have to. I I still think that Danny Passano. I mean, he's returning kicks. He is certainly making he's a good case. Sa- for yeah, it. he's playing safety, or uh, yeah, I think he's playing safety in the back end, quarterback in the defense. You know, taking snaps at running back and quarterback, catching. I don't know. Like the all around game of Danny Passano has really impressed me. I haven't even seen him play, but 
everything and every time that I hear about them, it's the same thing from different people. So it, that that's what that's what puts I think Danny at least very close to Tobin if if we're talking about as a whole. But I don't think it's necessarily just these two. You know, we've, as we've said, it's not a runaway race. I think there are you know a few other candidates out there that are deserving of mention as well. You know, Elk Rapids I think right now is four and one. And I've, I've only seen the Elks play once, but just to look at the numbers, now granted they're a pass-heavy team, but you know to look at the numbers of somebody like their quarterback, Gordy LaFontaine, I mean, he's he's got to be closing in, if not already over 1,000 yards passing five weeks into the and season. He's, he's got to be close. I think he might be close to around 15, maybe 18 touchdown passes. He might be even getting close to Eclipse 20. He had, what, five or six touchdowns, including one on the ground in one of those games. So I, he's been scoring for them a lot. Like responsible for a lot of points. I mean, aside, I mean, they're one close, very close loss away against Benzie Central to to being undefeated right now, and uh, he's a big he's a big part of that. I got a quick question for you guys: Are you going to be choosing an eleven man and an eight man player of the year, or is it just going to be one player of the year? And if that's the case, is being an eight player is that going to hurt that person's chances of being considered as player of the year? I'm guessing you're bringing that up because uh, Central Lake Grant Papinaw. That and you, you've got great players from uh, Onekama yeah, as Aaron well. Aaron Powers from Onekama. He's one of those guys, offensively and defensively, stepping up every game. I just know that it is when you're talking about performance on the field. You guys do look at what division or class the player is in, and then with Eight man, we know that opens up the field a lot more for big offensive numbers, and that's why you see a lot of these games that are in the fifties and sixties. Yeah, no, the, yeah, the numbers player, are not. yeah, it certainly doesn't preclude anybody from being considered for the award. We've got to see how everything plays out. You know, it's not the NFL or NBA where you're supposed to just be voting on a a regular season. I mean, we take all what thirteen weeks into account. That was my other question: Is this something that you will look at? through the postseason and not just for the regular season. Because I know that when we did our basketball player of the year, we did get a lot of heat for picking someone that was knocked out of the playoffs in the first round. Well, I, I, I took <laughs> a lot of heat for picking someone that was knocked out in the first round. Well, I don't think round. that's an issue, though. I mean, I would have been on your side there, too. Your play, just because you take your team further in the playoffs does not mean that somebody else should be disqualified. From being player of the year, like you're playing on the no, field. It should, no, it, do, it doesn't disqualify anyone, but it does give the player who continues to play more chances to prove, of course, themselves. Player yeah, of they, the year is a guy who brings his team up above where maybe they are playing, or maybe where their talent is playing. Funny you should say that, Brendan. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I understand. I've come away, or I've come around to a different way of thinking when it comes to players of the year. Now, it doesn't mean that I regret the decision that we made uh, f- before, but I do think that playoff performance really does need to be taken into account. Absolutely. But it shouldn't exclude anybody. That's I'm not saying it should exclude, and that uh, that was the argument that Brett and I had back when we uh, we were doing the uh, Bat Boys Basketball Player of the Year. But really, if you've got a guy that leads a team to a championship game, I mean, that's got to that's gotta be huge. It's going to carry weight that the other player who got eliminated just doesn't have. Exactly. That's adding more to that column of, of why, uh, you know, he or she should be chosen for player of the year. Yeah, if, if Kid Peterson was still on Glen Lake and they were in the same situation as of right now, you'd be like, 
They wouldn't. They be. wouldn't be. <laughs> I, would, yeah. I mean, that's not. I mean, that that hypothetical would not exist. I know that it's a hypothetical is a hypothetical, but that hypothetical is uh, there is zero percent chance of that existing if Kay Peterson was still on the Lakers. No way. Well, that's the difference right there. Right. That's a player of the year candidate. That's what I'm saying. But if you pulled him. Exactly. That's down. why he was what runner-up to Player of the Year in two sports last year in football and basketball, and that's why he ended up being our Athlete of the Year. All I'm trying to say is for all the guys who are out there whose teams are sitting at 500, don't think that you're gonna have a chance at being our Player of the Year. You just better show up and do some do do the dang thing. To summarize all that, it is a bit of a smaller crop maybe than we expected at this point in terms of uh, you know who might be vying for Player of the Year. But I do think there are a couple of strong favorites. Schwanke still a favorite. I mean, in my opinion, he still is the favorite, even if it's not uh, a runaway. Jake, I, I did like your suggestion of Danny Passano. Yeah, he's he's played pick. fantastic, and obviously uh, he's got the Gladiators pointed in the right direction, sitting at 5-0 and and eyeing a, a deep playoff run. Who else did you guys have in mind? I also wanted to mention Aaron Powers. I mean, after seeing him, you know, take down Central Lake, and we, we mentioned Grant Papineau as well, and, you know, Nekomo shut down Grant Papineau, but Aaron Powers ran all over Central Lake, and he's had a few interceptions this season, usually has right around 80 to 100 yards rushing per game, so it's somebody who's constantly giving the Porter Drews numbers. And I know you guys are going to be talking about this next week and going through the sports where you think there are state title contenders, and I think that Onekama is one of those state title contenders in, in eight-man football, and I think a lot of that is going to be Aaron Powers. And, yeah, if you have, again, if you've got a guy that can lead a team to a state championship, that's that, that puts a lot of heavy weight on, on player of the year, and Aaron Powers has been putting up some uh, magnificent numbers. Yeah, and, can. yeah, my, my boy Grant Papineau from Central Lake, watching that kid last year was uh, – just an absolute pleasure, a blessing to watch that, that that guy just run over people and play incredible defense as well and really be just one of the many hearts and souls on that team. You can't When you look at that Central Lake team from last year, you can't say there was just one heart and one soul or one player that was the heart and soul. That, that whole team was together a heart and soul, and, uh, and Papineau was certainly one of those, and he's been... What what did he do last week? Looking at those, we'll, we'll get into that stats. a little bit right, later, so probably went, with the all right, so uh, Hall went, of Fame. He went off, yeah, basically on the ground. James, anybody for you? I'd say those 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 guys. I would another guy that I would maybe throw in to that mix is ironically another Central Lake player in Skyler Spangler. I think him and Grant Papineau are an incredible one-two combination at running back because Nasty. they are so different styles of runners. I mean, Papineau runs people over. Spangler will dance around you, and you know he can he can take the smallest gap in the offensive line and just just dance through there. And then when he's in that open space, man, he is dangerous. Yeah, he's got a spin move like few others in high school football. Yeah, it's like Spangler it's like spin. it's like the Madden. He's hitting the he's hitting the the O button. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's get into that draft. Sweet. So I get to take over, right? Since you do. I am the moderator of this draft. Are we? Gonna get that music going, right? It's already going. Rolling. All right, I love it. I love it. Okay, so we have already instead of in the past where we have uh, I've written names on post-it notes, crumpled them up, and then we have picked them out one, two, three uh, in terms of the order. Brett went technological on us. We're fifty now. We have to step up the game. 
inserted names into a randomizer on the internet and came up with the order of Brett, James, and Jake. We'll be doing this snake draft style. So it will go Brett, number one, James two, Jake three, four, then back to James and back to Brett, Brett again. You guys get the idea. And so on. So uh, let's go ahead and kick this off. No time to waste. Make your pick. Quick reason why, and then let's move on. Are we ready? So, on the clock first, Brett Summers, your pick. Tobin Schwanke, going number one here. You know, I think he is the best quarterback in northern Michigan. His accuracy to this point in the season maybe is a bit lower than anticipated uh, as he's improved through his three years as a varsity starter, but he is still an incredibly lethal weapon both on the ground and in the air. And Central's loss to West aside, I feel like I got to start off with the best quarterback and, and put quarterback at the, the top of my draft board. Well, of course it's predictable. It's predictable. They take the best player there at first. Uh, James, with the number two pick, you are taking uh, somebody we already just talked about a couple minutes ago, Danny Passano. You could probably slot him into any number of positions. I mean, obviously for this, we'll take quarterback, but I mean, you can play him quarterback running back. I imagine he would make a pretty good wide receiver if you wanted to put him there too. And then he plays safety, kick return, punt return. You know, he barely leaves the field. Jake, you have the advantage of going 3-4, which means you get two picks in a row. And as much as I think you didn't like being number uh, the third one in the draft, but I think it'd be alright here. Well, you taking number three and then four. It's going to be nice for me because now I know I don't have to pick a quarterback to the end of the draft. It's true. Yeah. So since, now, since we do have position yeah, lists. It's, yeah, it's a position that we're taking one per position uh, basically throughout the field. So I can hold off on a quarterback. Doesn't mean that the quarterback's not worthy of the number three pick. This is just strategy around here. So I'm going to take Grant Papineau with the number three pick. I need a big, broody running back to head up this 300, three-headed monster I'm going to be putting in the backfield if it, if it all works out the right way. Yeah, with number four, I'm going to take the tight end out of Glen Lake with Drew Peterson. Another big kid, I uh, want some size on my fantasy football team, and I know with the quarterback that I plan on picking later, it should be uh, a pretty good connection with Peterson. All right, Snakes back to James with pick number five. I'm going to go wide receiver and take Alex Villegas from Elk Rapids. He was and certainly with, on my board. With, the, with that speed, I think Passano and Villegas on the same offense, that would just be hard to to stop those two. Brett, moving along, back to you. You are at pick number six well, I'm and seven. I'm incredibly happy to uh, that, that the player that I'm going to uh, pick here is still available. You know, I know somebody listening might you know throw a little shade at me for starting off with two central players. Yeah, but I'm gonna, it's going to be me. But I'm this gonna, is predictable. But I'm going to – hey – I'm, I took the best quarterback on the board, and I'm going to take the best defensive player on the board in Jack Sherwin. This is my chance to get on a soapbox and say I think the Western Michigan coaching staff is absolutely crazy for switching him to tight end where he's, he's signed to, to play in college. That's not to say Jack isn't a good tight end. He, he's shown that he has cap, uh, that he's more than capable on the offensive side of the ball. But when he's on the defensive side of the ball, he wrecks game plans. He's way too aggressive, in my opinion, to be stuck on the offensive side of the ball. He likes hitting people. He he loves to be aggressive, and I just I, I just can't understand it for the life of me why that change is happening. But in any case, I love him as a player. He's and also a super likable dude. 
that story you did on the Sherman Brothers last year was <laughs> fantastic. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and uh, he, he is a likable guy, but man, on the football field, he is just an animal, and there isn't anybody that can block him. Period. Yeah, it's just Western, you know. They just they just don't know how to, you know, think when it comes to football. Coming That's coming a, from a central guy. From a CMU grad. All right, Brett. You also have uh, the seventh pick. Yes. Yes. This is true. I have the seventh pick. All right, I'm going to mix this up a little bit. I, I kind of joked about it early when we were talking about this, but I think uh, we, we've mentioned we've got these position players, but we've also got to draft a coach, and I think I'm going to go with a coach with my third pick. And This is like taking a kicker in the fourth round. Maybe. But there's a, there's so many good players left, I feel like I can't go wrong at a lot of the positions. Or you saying we don't have a lot of good coaches in the area? what you're saying? No, not at all. I just think that there's one right now this year that is showing his worth maybe more so than anybody else. His worth? And I think all of us absolutely agree. And so with my third pick, I'm going to select my coach, and I'm going to pick Kingsley's Tim War, who has the stag, sitting at 4-1 and one after a 1-8 and eight season last year. All right, James, throwing it back to you, are you also going coach? Are you going defense or are you sticking offense? I think there's there's good coaches still out there, but I'm looking at what positions where there's like one guy that's head and shoulders above other people. I'm going to go with a linebacker at this point, and I'm going to take Odin Safradini because, I mean, he's just a one-person run-stopping machine, and you got to have that to, to have a good defense, and he's you got to stop the run first. He's the guy that leads that defense. Would you say he's a defensive leader on that West team? I would think so, yeah. He's strong he looked, name too, and he looked great against Central in that game. I mean, you know, led the defense there. He was all over, and yeah, I just, I just don't think you can miss there. All right, so after a lot of offensive players went off the board, we've had two defensive players and a coach. Jake, switching back to you, you've got the next two picks. We're all waiting with bated breath to hear your choices, my friend. I am going to actually go into the defensive backfield and take somebody who had a good performance over the last week but also impressed me um, with his run-stopping ability in the Traverse City West Traverse City Central game in his Mazen Kirksey. He's like, you, I remember when we talked about him, he is a very, very good cornerback and if we're going to have somebody to shore up my back end, I'm completely fine with him. Alright, so I'm going to go on and scoop up my quarterback just because I can't let him fall too far. I'm going to take Gordy LaFontaine. I want a very, very high High octane pass attack since everybody else seems to run the ball quite a bit, and I have Papinow back there. So that's a that's a pretty good one-two punch. I thought you were just saying you could wait on quarterback. You could I you could, could theoretically take your same quarterback in the last round. I know, but I think Gordy deserves it. <laughs> Suck up. I told you I got to make sure that's their average draft position. I think Gordy deserves it. If he falls past the fourth round, you'd be like, what so is strategy going on talk went out the window. All right, it is uh, back to you, James. Uh, who you got coming in now? All right, I'm on the clock. Yes, sir. All right, uh, I am going to go with defensive back here. Show up the defense again uh, and take Artie Dutmers at defensive back, you know, a ball-hawking cornerback, and uh, so you can just turn a game around with interceptions. Brett, did that just hurt you a little bit? No, maybe a little. Maybe a little. I'm Former a- get-around yeah, guys, right. go ahead look and listen to that podcast. Get-around bump. All right, Brett, it is now moving over to you. Two picks, back to offense, defense, or are you picking another coach? <laughs> I, I, there's only, you, you, coach? you can only have so many cooks in the kitchen. But I, I'm going to go back to offense here, and 
you know, maybe I'm taking him too early only because perhaps he's off the radar a little bit for these two guys. But I finally had the chance last week to see Gaylord's Cade Foster run the football, and that, that kid's special. He's uh, He is the real deal. And the fact that Central held Gaylord scoreless for the entire game despite him running for 170 yards kind of blew my mind a little bit. But, man, I mean, his cuts, his speed, his vision, he is the real deal. That gets a very enthusiastic head shake for me, and or head nod for me, as uh, yes, I think that is a very smart pick, and I was waiting for him to be uh, taken off the board. Who else you got, Brett? All right, I'm going to add a, a receiver for Schwanicky to throw to on my team, and uh, I haven't had the fortune of seeing this individual play yet, uh, so I'm going a little bit off of the production that he put up last year. But I'm going to grab Grayling wide receiver Logan Joseph. Well, I don't have to take a running back because I can wait now because both of you guys have already taken a running back, right? But doesn't so I can take him on defense. That's true. That That's is true. very true. That's true. But there's enough There's enough good running backs here that I'm happy with who I would end up with. All right, I'm going to go um, with uh, I'm gonna go defensive line. Here, I don't think anybody else has taken defensive that's line. That's where I was. Yeah, that's where I was Sherwin. putting Sherwin at defensive okay. line. I mean, he okay. he could go defensive line or outside linebacker, but I'm putting him at a defensive end position. That makes total sense. Um, I'm going to go with another player who's a, a kind of a big, tall, rangy defensive end um, that I think would be a, a good player for this kind of offense, this kind of fantasy football type thing where sacks is going to be a premium. And that's uh, Jake Riggs from Brethren. I have a quick question because I want to go back to last year. Ryan Hayes, if we're doing this draft, are you taking Ryan Hayes as a tight end or a defensive end? So you can only have him on one, which is unfortunate because he was mega talented at both. I guess I would maybe take him at tight end because, I mean, I know he has the pass-catching skills and ability out there, and the tight end position, especially at high schools, may be a little bit more limited and tougher to find uh, a quality selection. Since this is fantasy football, I would uh, take him and put him at running back and say, you tackle him. <laughs> I did notice, uh, I just I saw on my Instagram feed, by the way, today that uh, Harbaugh changed his number. He's now number 60. So that doesn't strike me as a tight end number any longer. On me, for two in a row, I'm going to kind of pull a page out of some of the NFL playbooks that are going on right now. And I'm going to take the speedster out of Benzie Central, Saunders Stoltz is my uh, my wide receiver. Have Gordy LaFontaine throwing bombs down the field, and hopefully Saunders can just outrun everybody. So that'll be that'll be shoring up basically the rest of my offense. I do need to pick up an offensive lineman, but I'm gonna go over to the defensive line with somebody from Trevor City, St. Francis, Spencer Hathaway. He's a big kid. He's six foot, two fifty, two sixty. Somebody I would love once again to have that type of size on my defensive line. Uh, so. Spencer Hathaway's coming my way. Comes from a pretty good pedigree of football players as well. I was looking at taking him next round for offensive line. But like you so said, screw you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright James, you do have a uh, chance to pick up an O-lineman if you so choose at this point. I'm going to I'm gonna hold off and we have to take a special teamer, correct? Yeah. That I, was I, one of the positions that we were still... You do have to take a special we teamer. To, we have to take a special teamer. So I'm going to take what I think is maybe the best kicker that we have around here and take Elk Rapids as Marshall Fox. Good choice. I mean, there's several pretty good kickers, but I'm just going to give him a little bit of an edge. 
All right, Brett, uh, two in a row for you right now. Uh, what do you got left? What positions you got left? Tight right. end, O-line. Tight end, O-line, linebacker, defensive back, and special teams. I'm going to go uh, at number six with my linebacker, and uh, we're going to go back-to-back here with Elk Rapids, and I'm going to take Devin Pitawanaquet. Big kid, saw him play against Charlevoix. A really good athlete. Also and, one of the entries on our spelling bee. Uh, a little while ago, uh, a few months ago, and w- did you guys give me that one? I think we're gonna bring that up a little bit later in terms of uh, favorite moments. But yeah, just a, a quick one. My, one of my favorite moments is when James decided to give me the spelling test after I had we had done the spelling bee with you, uh, you and Brett, and I went two for twelve, I think, something like that. It wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. I can't remember the exact was, numbers, but it was it was poor. It was not good. I failed. It was definitely in the 15 to 20% range. Brett, you got one more pick. Who are you going with? All right, I'm going O-line here. Uh, get another big body on the team, and I'm going to go with Trevor City West's Kyle Barnes. I know we're only picking one O-lineman here, which you know kind of shrinks an otherwise large pool of candidates. But I have to you know, go this route just based on what I saw in that Patriot game and the way that West's entire offensive line uh, marched down the field on that game-winning drive, run after run after run, just chewing up the clock and you know stealing any bit of confidence or hope that the Trojans had left of winning that game, more or less. Uh, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna take Barnes here with my whole line pick. All right, James, you are up. Still got RB, tight end, coach, O line, O line. I'm going to go with Coach here, I think. And uh, I'm just going to go with somebody who stepped into a situation that wasn't necessarily optimal at the time and has turned a team around. And that's uh, Keith Schulte at Elk Rapids. I think, you know, what he's been able to do at Elk Rapids, I mean, you know, they weren't that far off from being a, a team that was pretty good. But, I mean, the, the situation with the coaching there and everything else that had gone on, he was able to come in and, and stabilize things and turn them into a consistent winner the last two seasons. He's also a different breed of coach. Uh, I remember covering the uh, the game last year uh, where they lost uh, in the playoffs, and he isn't your typical yell and scream kind of guy. Very similar to Rob Hickey out at Central Lake. I, I consider Hickey to be one of the finest coaches in the area. Uh, but James, solid pick there, coach. I, I yeah, I'm watching him practice, he'll he'll get on the players. Yeah, and everything like when that. he needs to. Yeah, but but yeah, he kind of motivates players in other ways you know they had a a drill that they were doing in practice when I was there where they would have a player that had to be a blocker and a player who was supposed to be the uh, defensive lineman basically against that blocker and there was a running back that was coming up and the defensive player had to disengage from the line from the lineman and tackle the guy and so him and the other coaches are sitting there and out loud taking bets on who they think is going to win to motivate those kids to, to do wow. better. That is a different strategy for sure. All right, moving along in the draft, Brett, you are up. All right, I've got defensive back, special teams, and tight end left. I think I'm going to fill in the latter two. And at defensive back, I'm going to go to Benzie Central and grab Tom Ross. Tom was a dream teamer for us a year ago, and uh, I mean, that's impressive in itself being. Benzie was still working on the come up and and this year Huskies I think three and two 
could very easily be 4-1 at this point, and they certainly have that uh, program on the rise. All right, so second to last pick here, Brett. And then I'm going to shift over to special teams, and I'm not actually sure that he is the uh, special teams ace for Elk Rapids, but I think he can fill in this role. I'm not going to go the kicker out. I'm going to go with a returner. And I'm gonna I'm gonna scoop up Elk Rapids, Nick Azaridis as my special teamer. James, back to you now. Uh, you've got one pick, two picks left. Running back and O line. Still waiting on that RB. Been holding there, off on running backs. In fantasy why. leagues, I've been held off on quarterback all the time. So uh, you know, at running back, I'm gonna go with running back though right now and uh, take Skylar Spangler from Central Lake. Gotta love that pick. And again, this is not. Uh, an indictment on Spangler in any way, but you didn't have to choose a running back uh, because those two boys over there. Say, take him. So I just wait. Yeah. I'm just like, eh, I'm just gonna take Spangler. You just had I'll just Spangler wait. in your back pocket. Just wait. Yeah. yeah. I got All my right. one pick left, and I'm pretty sure he's gonna be on the board too. All right, your final two here, Jake. What do you got, buddy? So I got a uh, offensive lineman and a coach. Then for my offensive line pick, I will leave the coach for last uh, since these other two have already done it, and James still has an offensive line pick to make. I am going to. I'm going to take Traverse City Central's Jason Ochoa, 6'3", 290 on the outside. Got to put a tackle out there to protect Gordy LaFontaine. Sounds like a pretty good mix to me. So he will be my last player to round out. And a coach we mentioned earlier is going to be the coach of my team, uh, Central Lakes coach Rob Hickey. As you did mention, I would like a state championship caliber coach to lead my team. And he's a stand-up gentleman, and I know he knows how to coach some good football. So he's I, just I would so love to good have at his job. Yeah. I'm shocked, though, that Sugars and Sellers did not get picked. I can't Poor believe Vaughn. that you I, didn't go with, I with, with Sellers. I'm like, Sellers is the easiest of the coaches. I didn't want picks. to be a homer because I cover St. Francis I and take that many St. Francis guys. Yeah, it was definitely difficult for me not to uh, take Sugars as well as I've gotten to know him on the central beat. Yeah, but uh, he's an amazing coach. He's a great coach. So. James, final pick for you, my man. You have left the offensive line until last. I, yeah, because I had a sleeper at this position. Um, my Pretty much my entire team is either size or speed. So I am going to take the biggest player that we have in our coverage area, I believe, and go with brother and offensive lineman Anthony Beccaria. Six foot seven, 325 pounds, and he's only a sophomore. That is a large human being. All right, Brett, wrap things up. Your final pick in the inaugural 2018 Boys Football Prep Fantasy Draft. Yeah, I'm struggling just a little bit here, trying to balance out the uh, balance out my roster a little bit. I've only got tight end left. Glenn Lakes, Drew Peterson went a little earlier than I was expecting. I think Jake took him with his second pick. I had a, I had a passing offense ready to go. I needed to make sure I had my weapons in order. I think I'm going to uh, grab my first Kingsley player. Already have their coach and uh, someone that Tim Moore spoke pretty highly of uh, prior to the season, and uh, a big kid to fill in at that position. Ian Souza, 6'4", 235 pounds at my tight end. All right, well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Wrapped that up. A lot of players out there, a lot of great players, and we've got a 30 on the board that we were able to to bring in as part of our Prep Fantasy football draft. You guys have some fun there? Definitely. How do you guys feel about your teams? 
If you're looking at your team right now, is that a state championship quality team? I believe so. Well, there's a lot of players missing, obviously, having only drafted one lineman on both sides of the ball, but... It's like NFL Street, man. It's certainly a... I mean, we're, ba we're basically playing eight-man right here. It's certainly a good start. I mean, I feel like I came away with the best offensive and the best defensive player. He always thinks Got that. them both on. All right, well, because it usually happens that let's way. I, I don't know. That's that's, that's a problem for you guys. That's your own opinion. <laughs> you, that's why you picked them is because you thought they were the best. All right, run them down. James, uh, who is your team? Quarterback, Danny Passano. Running back, Skylar Spangler. Wide receiver, Alex Villegas. Tight end Henry Carroll, offensive lineman Anthony Beccaria, defensive lineman Jake Riggs, linebacker Odin Saifredini, defensive back Artie Dutmers, kicker Marshall Fox, Fox, and coach Keith Schulte. He must went Marshall Fault there. I, I don't no. think that uh, the uh, St. Louis. If he was available, right I would have taken him. Oh, Even, I mean, Marshall Fox. He, Maybe a great kicker, but I think Elk Rapids would probably trade him for Marshall Falk. That's just the yeah. gut instinct. Yeah, that's an easy one. James, that's no, a, that's no a offense, really good Mr. Team. Fox. That's a really I good team. I do like James's team. That offense is uh, really, really good. Jake, uh, run down yours real quick. My quarterback, led by Gordy LaFontaine. Running back, Grant Pampanow. Wide receiver is Saunders Stoltz. Tight end, Drew Peterson. My offensive lineman, which would be my blindside tackle, probably. Uh, Jason Ochoa. Got my defensive lineman and Spencer Hathaway. Linebacker and sleeper pick, which dropped further than I would have believed, was Aaron Powers. I'm defensive back, I have Mosman Kirksey. And my kicker would be Quinn Werfel, so my special teams player is a kicker, hopefully putting up enough points to help that team out. And my coach, Central Lakes Rob Hickey, last state champion in the area, so I feel pretty good about that. Brett? I've got quarterback Tobin Schwanicke. Running back, Cade Foster. Wide receiver, Logan Joseph. Tight end, Ian Souza. And offensive lineman, Kyle Barnes. And on the defense, anchored by Jack Sherwin, Devin Pitawanaquit, Tom Ross, and coach Tim Moore. All right, as a completely objective party here, I'm going to take James's team. If, yes. I, if I wanted to take, if I was going to put any team on the field out of these three, I'm taking James's team, and, and that's what, uh, that's who I'm going with. Any players out there that uh, you think may have deserved to have uh, have been brought in here, based on his performance in, in the, uh, over the last couple of weeks, um, no Sam Schmidt, he had a huge game, no Trey mm -hmm. Searles, those were the two names from Central that really stood out that I didn't see picked. Yeah, over the last two weeks, those two guys have made a lot of plays for the Trojans, and it's certainly at the wide receiver spot. Uh, warrant, warranting mention for sure. I'm sure if we would have had more spots, Brett would have swept up all the Central players. It would have been, it would have been I only <laughs> took two. Nothing wrong with that. Central is a very good team. Uh, James, any guys out there that uh, you, you think maybe not so much overlooked, but just didn't get a chance to get into that top 30? Uh, in terms guys, of position, like yeah, by position. That's the difference. Yeah, the guys that I had on my list that are still left are uh, Joey Fosmore at quarterback. You could also slot him in at safety. Um, uh, ben Acton from Onekama can be a running back or a linebacker as well. Um, another one that I had is kind of one of my sleepers at tight end, but I ended up getting Henry Carroll at him was uh, Jader Castle from Bel Air, who's, mm -hmm. who's uh, played pretty well. I mean, I know in the eight-man office, it's more kind of almost split end slash tight end. You know, they just referred him just generically as ends, but uh, that's where I figured he would go. 
Jake, any uh, others out there? Yeah, a couple. I mean, quarterback, there's obviously only three that could go, but there's a few in the area. Chase Ingersoll, Bryce Opie, who have been doing pretty well at the quarterback position, who I think would kind of fall into those spots if there was more open. Well, I think a lot of those names we're going to see when the all-region teams come out, uh, coming up here at the end of the football season. Hopefully that gets in before the, the end of the <laughs> calendar year, uh, but who knows. Uh, again, a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. You're not going to ask me. Did I? You already brought up Sam Schmidt and Trey Searles. No, you brought you brought them up and you agreed. You brought them up and I seconded them. But I mean, all right, Brett. It's not like you haven't talked enough already. Hey, I, I was a right. little surprised that he didn't go. How about West running back Aiden Griggs after what he did? Uh, oh, that he's against, been doing it. It's not just against yeah. Central. He has multiple touchdown games and a few of them now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Nathan Ames on the defensive line from Kingsley who. Now that I think about it, maybe I would have put Sherwin at linebacker and drafted him along the defensive line, but uh, you know what they say about hindsight. Uh, Eric Halverson, linebacker from Sutton's Bay. Uh, Connor Nepoth, uh, defensive back in Bel Air. I had a tough choice between him and Tom Ross. You can put him on special teams, too, because he's a pretty good kicker for them. Um, so, yeah, a lot of, a lot of Patrick guys Patrick O'Connor from West. Yeah, he. Defensive back. O'Connor's Tommy the one Gallagher that, on the yeah. line. O'Connor's the one who went up uh, against uh, Jack Sherwin in the corner of the end zone on the final play of the Patriot game. and I thought Sherwin was hauling that in. I was watching them like, Central is going to do this again and break West's heart. And that turned out not to be the case. That was a, a huge play to knock that ball out of his hands. All I got to say is next time we do a fantasy draft, there's no way I'm drafting third. And that's three for three now I've been third. Yeah, that was James's. You can't fight. fight the dice, man. Yeah, that's just how it goes. It's just James was. I like I picking third. Fixed. I like picking third. I, still I think, think you like picking second here because yeah, I, that, yeah. that that's it, the it winner. It gave me more time to think too. With the, just three of us, you get you get. He he feels the pressure. I know it. Well, Brett, I appreciate you letting uh, me moderate that. It was a lot of fun, and thanks for letting me come back into the studio. You're welcome. I'm glad to have you, and you're gonna stick around, aren't you? For now, yeah. yeah okay. I'll be around. All right. I'm not leaving. All right. All right. Well, we'll hear some more from Brendan, but let's listen to the interview that I had with the Detroit Red Wings, Andreas Afanasiu, from last week when the Red Wings were here in Traverse City for training camp. We get a little inside peek into Afanasiu's life, some interesting tidbits. We talked a little bit about news from Red Wings, but you know, I wanted to get to know the guy a little bit, learn some interesting things, so let's go ahead and give that a listen, and do not forget you need to share, retweet for a chance to win this autographed puck. This interview brought to you by Jimmy Johns. I am super excited to welcome our next Get around guest, Detroit Red Wings left winger Andreas Athanasiu. He's entering his fourth season with Detroit. He scored 33 points last season, tied for sixth on the team. And as far as I know, he enjoys Family Guy and dislikes spiders. Do I have that all right? Yeah. All right. So I want to start kind of with the the breaking news of camp. It was announced that Henrik Zetterberg's career is over. Just what's, what's the feeling within the team about that? I mean, obviously, he's been a leader for you guys. How, how tough is it to hear that news? I think any player that's kind of been in the league that long and has that reputation is, you know, question, arguably one of the best players to you know, play the game over his career. It's definitely a blow to the team, but 
you know, he's been battling hard the last few years, and he's been such a such a key guy for us that uh, you know, I think a lot of guys will do uh, do everything they can to you know make up for him. Obviously, the I mean, a, a little bit of a cliche in sports is that it's it's next man up. How does him retiring? How how does that affect you? How does it affect how you view your opportunity coming up in the in this in this coming coming season and, and the mindset that you have to have as you guys try to better have a better season than last year? I think that just the role that he played, he played so many minutes and he was such a big part of you know every aspect of the game for us. That I think for me, uh, you know, I want to do my best to try to fill fill his role as much as I can. And you know, obviously missing him is going to hurt, but. I think everyone's going to step up, and I'm going to do my best to, you know, try to make up for it. All right. Getting away from the season uh, a little bit, I read that you you played basketball, track and field growing up. Is one of those your favorite sport outside of hockey, or or where where do you fall on that, and how closely do you follow other sports? Obviously, you're pretty busy during the season. Hmm. I try to do a, you know, a good job of following other sports. I've always been a big sports fan, and I think all other sports, I respect all the athletes in them and, and what they do. So, you know, whether it's, you know, also I don't want to miss any sports, but, I, you know, I like watching them all for sure. I mentioned at the top the uh, love for Family Guy, the dislike for Spiders. We'll start with Family Guy. What uh, what draws you into that show? Who's a, who's a character that you uh, relate to? Oh, I, I don't know if I relate to any of them, but, <laughs> you know, it's definitely... Uh, you know, just a, a show I like to put on when I have, you know, whenever I have some spare time and, you know, if I'm, you know, doing some paperwork at the house or anything, I kind of just put it on the background, have a good laugh, kind of just cheers me up, but, uh, you know, just a, a quick 30-minute show here and there. It's a lot, of, a lot of episodes and it's on Netflix, so I definitely like watching Family Guy. And Spiders, you're not a fan. How, how long does that go back? Oh, I, honestly, I think it goes back to... You know, when I was born, I was born in London, Ontario. <laughs> I was like five years old, and I just remember waking up and kind of like, you know, I was a little bit daisy. It was really early, and I just kind of saw a spider crawling up, <laughs> crawling up the bed sheet, <laughs> and, like, you know, blinked a couple times and realized what it was and freaked out. I think I was like five years old, but I think that's a memory that sticks out for sure. And I think ever since then, me and spiders <laughs> have not got along. So I, I don't know if you've got roommates or who you're living with. Who, who takes care of the spiders when you're at home? Oh, well, when I was in Grand Rapids, uh, it was uh, me, Mark Zengerly, and Colin Campbell. And he, Campbell, <laughs> was the guy that always, no matter what time it was, sometimes uh, it was actually one night I found one on my ceiling. It was like 12 o'clock, and I had to go to his room. And say, Bro, <laughs> get the spider out. Like, there's not a chance I'm getting it. So they give you any ribbing for that? or? No, no. I mean, I don't think I'm the only guy that's like that for sure. <laughs> All right, awesome. And uh, as far as movies go, you're a, a Brad Pitt fan. Yeah, definitely. What What about his performances? Do you like and and what's your favorite movie? Oh, there's a lot of movies with him that I, I think he plays a really good role. And oh, I don't know which one to knock down here, but oh, there's a lot of movies I enjoy watching him in, and I think he just gets so so. I don't know. He's just really good getting into character and just enjoys acting for sure. You guys open the season October 4th at home. Obviously, that's a couple weeks away, but uh, some other leagues uh, have, have opened already. The Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, obviously the Humboldt Broncos getting back to the ice. That tragedy, how, how big an impact did that have on players within the NHL, and, and what was it like to see them take the ice the other night? I think just everyone in the hockey community kind of see how it, how it touched everyone. and such a tragic event, but I think it's... 
such a hard situation. But I think uh, you know you could see everyone in the hockey world and the hockey community kind of got together as you know you can see how big of a family it is and did did everything they could to support them and you know like you said for them to take the ice again and definitely you know a lot of a lot of people watching and it was definitely uh, you know a big moment in, in hockey for sure. I mean, can the pros take some inspiration or motivation going into the regular season from that? I think any time uh, a situation like that happens, I think it just kind of puts perspective on, you know, everything going on and just being grateful for everything that you have and, you know, and being thankful for everyone around you. And, you know, I think it definitely inspires, you know, not just everyone in hockey, but I think anyone who was affected by it or, you know, heard about it, you know, it's... Uh, Definitely, uh, it's good to see everyone move together as a family. I read that your your dad is a pilot for Air Canada. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, he is. So you fly? I mean, obviously you're flying around during the season for the for the team, but I mean, you travel a lot in the off season, or or what's what's the off season like for you? <laughs> I mean, I kind of lay low now, but um, definitely traveling has always been a big part of the family. Obviously, my dad is uh, is a pilot, so you know we always have that. Uh, you know that as a family and we like to you know hop on those airplanes but you know, he's a big fan of that mm. it's always fun to travel as a family but uh you know it's hard in the summer too you got to put the work in and uh unfortunately they, they go to greece every summer so i haven't uh, haven't been able to get out there yet and I'm looking forward to do that with them for sure and going back that's where your family's from yeah my dad was born there and my mom was born in guyana Okay, so how many times have you been able to go to Greece? I've never been. Oh, you've never been? been. Either I haven't been to here, oh, Greece and Guyana, both places definitely I want to visit. So, are, so when you get the time to travel, I mean, are those the first two places on your list right now? Um, I mean, definitely if I have a have enough time and uh, you know this, everything in the summer works out uh, according to plan, uh, you know, it's definitely something that uh, I really want to really want to do with my family, and you know, I look forward to it. We'll jump back to the season a little bit now. As camp opened, Coach Blaschel kind of said there are a lot of spots up for grabs. How does that dynamic affect what you guys hope to do in this upcoming season? I think just coming into camp and knowing that uh, it's the situation that we're in and not making the playoffs two years in a row, I think uh, you know everyone has that, that mindset that you know this is a big season for us and we want to turn, turn the ship around for sure. And obviously there's... A lot of things that are changing in this in this organization, but you know I think the main thing we want to do is start uh, winning games and getting back in that playoff hunt and you know competing for the Stanley Cup. There's been some talk publicly about whether your teammate Dylan Larkin is going to earn the C this camp. You know what have you seen from him over the off season and in, in terms of you know what if he's done what he what he needed to in, in your eyes to deserve that if if that were to happen. Well, I think he's you know. <laughs> coming into the league at the age he did is you know unbelievable and being able to play uh, at this level at that age is especially in this organization at the time it was is you know unbelievable and uh, he's an awesome guy I like hanging out with him and you know I like coming to the rink every day and seeing him so you know he's uh, definitely a fun guy to be around and a good leader on and off the ice. Obviously him having been born in Michigan playing in Michigan now with the Red Wings ton of local interest any any good stories about him that you can share with the Traverse City folks just oh, as into the person of Dylan Larkin? <laughs> oh, I don't know. There's a ton of them. He's, he's a good quality guy. He's, uh, you know, there's a lot of good stories with him, but uh, I don't know if I could pinpoint one of them. But, uh, you know, we went on vacation last year, me, him, and then Bertuzzi at the end of the season. 
you know, I think it's um, you know, a good group of friends there, and you know, like I said, it's a, it's a lot of fun to be around. Awesome. Well, one thing that we do at the end uh, of our podcast with all of our guests is something called the wheelhouse. It's just uh, five qu- kind of quick fire answer questions. You can elaborate a little if you want, or we can just fire right through them. I, I mentioned your dad is the pilot. You prefer it when you're traveling to fly or to drive, if you, if you could choose? Um, probably fly. <laughs> Top three songs on your playlist right now. Wow. Top three. I listen to a lot of rap, so it's probably going to be probably some Futures and Drake and probably Eminem, too. All right. Biggest thing that maybe fans don't see or don't understand about the NHL? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things going on that probably a lot of people don't see, but uh, we play a lot of games and and a lot of nights, so it's... uh, you know, it's definitely grueling on the body, and I think it's just how well these guys take care of themselves on their off days. A lot of guys don't see, but you can see these guys put a, a lot of time in and a lot of effort, and that's why they're so good at what they do. Quick follow-up to that before I continue on then. Just what, I mean, what does your body feel like when the season is over? Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, you know, it's a long season for sure. You play a lot of games, and they're fast games. Everyone, you know, every game is so, so tough, and... You know, it's a battle out there for sure, and everybody wants to win. So, I mean, at the end of the season, it's uh, definitely uh, you know a reset button for sure. And you gotta, you know, no matter how much time you have, you gotta you know make a good schedule and make sure that you're doing everything you can. To. September comes around real quick, and you know, just like this, you're back at camp and getting ready for the new season. So, right away, it's you know relax, get that rest you need, and then get your body back ready to go. All-time favorite Red Wing. Wow, all-time favorite Red Wing. Probably Pav. I remember always used to watching his highlights as a kid. I think he's probably uh, probably my favorite one of them for sure. From that time as a child, I mean, is there a particular play that he made that you still you, that that memory is still fresh? Uh, I just remember watching on YouTube all his highlights. This one video was with the Fort Minor. Remember the name, and it was. Uh, you know, the shootouts and just his end-to-end goals and all his dangles. It was, I remember I used to watch that like every single day before games, everything. So it was, uh, put my roller skates on, go in the basement and try, try to do those moves. But he's uh, definitely was a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, I got to be with him for, it was a little bit there and be on the ice with him was uh, definitely a surreal feeling. If you could be or trade places for a day, we'll phrase it that way. If you could trade places for a day with any other professional athlete, who would it be? Wow. There's probably a couple. I think different sports, there's probably different people I'd want to be. I think if it was basketball, probably LeBron or tennis, Roger Federer or Rory McIlroy, one of those top guys. I know I, I enjoy watching them and enjoy those sports, but I don't know if I could pick one. Awesome. Well, Andreas, I really appreciate you joining this, the 50th episode of the Get Around Podcast. Best of luck to you guys in the upcoming season. Good luck the rest of training camp here in Traverse City. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Happy to be here. A big thank you to the Detroit Red Wings and Andreas Athanasiu for joining this 50th episode of the Get Around Podcast. 
Remember, we have an autographed puck. Three of them, actually, but this week we're just giving away one. We need 50 shares and or retweets and award you this wonderfully autographed item from Detroit Red Wings training camp. Along with a photo, again. Yes, proving its authenticity. Yes. I I hope you enjoyed the interview. And not to be outdone, our wonderful sponsors, Jimmy John's, is also giving us two free sandwiches to give away with this episode. So everyone who retweets and shares beyond the 50 who will be entered to win the puck are eligible to win two free Jimmy John's sandwiches. This podcast, those sandwiches, sponsored by Jimmy John's, two locations in Traverse City, Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's, Freak Yeah. We would like to give away the Jimmy John sandwiches from last week, and those will go to Central Lakes' Joanna Ruth Hicks. So thank you for sharing this podcast. We'll be in touch with you uh, to find out where to send those. Uh, thanks again, and enjoy those Jimmy John's sandwiches. I'd like to jump quickly now into the bulletin board. We're going to rifle through these items We've got some pretty big news concerning the Beach Bums. They have been sold. We don't know to whom. We don't know for how much. And we don't know what's coming next. But, James, what's your theory on this breaking news? Has the team been sold or just the park? Both. I, I, or I, both. I believe that, the, uh, that it's kind of a package deal. But I don't know. that. From what I've heard, I mean, the rumor mill going around, because nobody with the Beach Bums will say anything, well, what did the press release You've got say? no comment to death. Just that they're announcing the new owners of Whirlpool Park. Okay. On Wednesday. Okay. So the, but the rumors going around is that the, the new owners are going to make it into a, a Northwoods League team, which is a college, you know, a, a league for college elite players in the summer. Is that like Wooden Bat or no? I believe so. Is it Wooden Bat League? That'd be fun. But, I mean, it's a... It's a Crack of the bat during the summer? Love that. A shout-out to Traverse City Central tennis player Chase Burden. Chase, congratulations on becoming just the 22nd boys Trojan to win his 100th career tennis match. Traverse City Central also announced recently that it has finally hired its new athletic director, replacing the get-around's first-ever guest, Mark Matson. And the Trojans are bringing in Zach Stevenson, who is currently the athletic director at Battle Creek Lakeview. Uh, he, I spoke to him on Saturday. He said he's always envisioned a career in northern Michigan, and he's excited to get here, but don't look for him on campus too soon. I believe it was October 29th is the agreed-upon start date. So he's going to help the transition for Lakeview. Central's going to be waiting for a little bit for him to get things in order, but the wait is over. Time to get into the Get Around Hall of Fame, our fifth rendition of the fall season. We're looking for the next enshrinee into the most exclusive club in northern Michigan, joining Onekama's Aaron Powers, Traverse City St. Francis's Danny Passanow, Traverse City Central's Maggie McCrary, and Traverse City West's Annika D., who coincidentally received a nice get-around bump uh, after she made the Hall of Fame. She shot a 63 and a 66. I just can't even comprehend those numbers. But good for her. Yeah, just to mention, she Harrison, I believe, shot a 63 on the back nine yesterday. I believe. I could be wrong, but it was... It but that was, doesn't count 18 because he didn't have a it, driver, it right? Was, it was in the 60s. It doesn't include all those extra drives on 18. No. But back to high school sports, I did want to mention that Annika, Annika 
did break the course record at Curry West as a 17-year-old. And I mean, the course is almost 20 years old, and hitting a 63 after, like you said, a 66 at the state championship final course, very, very impressive. If she wasn't already in the Hall of Fame, I know I'd be putting her up yet again. Yeah, she's not bad at golf. All right, let's get to our nominees. James, who you got? Grant Papenow. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, I do. No, I said you could go first. I didn't say you could steal who I was going to put up. Too bad. <laughs> All right, so these are ridiculous numbers. Somebody just say them out loud because uh, the people need to know. Yeah, Grant ran the ball 42 times. 42 times. Averaged 7.5 yards a carry. 313 yards total. Only got one touchdown because Skylar Spangler stole all the touchdowns and scored four. But Spangler himself ran for over 200, so we'll let 200 you guys exactly. do the math. Oh, Two rushers name. with 500-plus yards. Yeah, wow. and, and 71 carries in one game between the two of them. I'll put up Allie Martin for the, the player of the week, my player of the week. I've already done this before, hoping she will get into the Hall of Fame. She had 11 aces, 45 kills, and 39 digs at the Morley Stanwood Tournament. On Saturday. Yeah, Leland only dropped one set in that tournament en route to the championship. They're not bad at volleyball. I love it when you throw out obvious observations. I'm going to put Sam Schmidt up, Traverse City Central wide receiver, 137 scrimmage yards, four touchdowns, all four touchdowns in the Trojans' 28-0 win over Gaylord. He only touched the ball seven times. Took it to the house on four of those. It was a pretty impressive night for him. That's that's who I'm going to go with. He beat Gaylord by himself. He did. He did beat Gaylord by himself. He's also a student leader over at Traverse City Central, uh, part of the student government there, and a lot of student groups that help to do things outside of sports. So i uh, spoken to him a few times. Good kid. Thank you for that nugget. He and Ike That battle. was a worth, worthwhile nugget. Ike Battle also. Yeah, that might be like yes. the, the most like positive. Ike Battle, thing that was that, ever said. Ike Battle. There was another linebacker that could have went in the draft, but Jake, I'll let you cast the first vote. Is my vote worth two? Would you like to get in on this? <laughs> Since you're in the studio, we could probably let you get in on the voting. Oh, my boy Koblund. I love Koblund. Fought for that boy last year a lot. Did he ever get into the Hall of Fame last year? Probably. Maybe. Well, he had four I think I, how many times did I put Koblund up last year during the voice soccer season? I think every week. I think it was like three weeks in a row. It had to be. Point. It had to be. Several, he did not. Several he didn't weeks. get in any of those three. So I don't think he got. So this is what it sounds like with me with Allie Martin right now. I'm I'm voting for Allie Martin as my my Hall of Fame member, Player of the Week once again. I'm going with Pap. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Pap as well. I mean, 313 yards, 40 carries. That's the. Uh, that's the definition of a bell cow right there, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. So Pappenau it is for me. Here, I'm still going to vote for Allie Martin because just like you were talking about Cole Blunt trying to get into the Hall of Fame, I'm, I'm trying to push Allie in there. She's been killing it for Leland. And, Another and, comment, maybe she will uh, endure the same trials and tribulations. Boy. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm voting for Allie Martin once again. And for at least two weeks, even though I have the opportunity to tie here, I will keep Allie in purgatory. James, I will go with your nomination, Grant Papanow. So congratulations, Grant. You are the latest in Trinity into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. Brought to you by Jimmy John's. Two locations in Traverse City. Order a tasty sandwich today with the Jimmy John's app. All right, time to get into the trifecta. And in honor of our 50th episode, we want to... 
remind you of some of our favorite guests on the Get Around podcast. We've had a number that have been incredibly intelligent, witty, downright fun to have here in the studio. And I know Brendan has a long list from his time as uh, as host. He he, it's this is part of the reason why he tears up every time we record on Monday and he can't join us because yeah, I think having the guests and having the athletes in is is one of my favorite parts. I I just like that. That's why I'm creating the I'll make a plug here, but the Upfront podcast is going to be the new podcast I'm hosting here at the Traverse City Record Eagle. First episode is slated to come out October fifteenth with Doug Stanton in the studio. Uh, absolute pleasure. You're going to want to listen to that one. That guy is so damn cool. But I would say that I got I got three that I'm going to put up as my favorite guests. We ha- we've had a lot of good ones. Um, first one, Brett, I know you and I are going to have this one on here, and we've, we've had her on twice. We were lucky enough to have her on twice, and that's Traverse City Central graduate Margot Woofter. Very honest, um, incredibly bright. Engaging. Uh, Really, really engaging. Uh, Jalen Rogers, another one. He's a kid that, similar to Sam Schmidt, he is more than just an athlete. He's outside of basketball. Does a, did a lot of great things for Frankfurt High School and the community. was was a mentor, and had a lot of interests outside of just sports. Which made which made him a very fascinating individual. He was also uh, incredibly uh, candid with us uh, when we spoke with him. And then of course. Uh, the one and the only, and unfortunate because there is only one of them. If uh, if more of us were like this kid, it, it would be great. But uh, Max Ranger. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. I mean Ranger Truco. And I make the joke there is because <laughs> when we called up the uh, the lacrosse coach and we wanted to get a lacrosse player, I was like, Yeah, can we get uh, can we get Max Ranger? And the coach, who, who was a soccer player for Central. <laughs> so the the coach goes, Do you mean Ranger Truco? I went, Yep. That. That that's who I mean, and uh, fortunately we were able to get that kid on because uh, he was he was great. I remember though when we were trying to get trying to set that up that Brett was so sure that it was Max Ranger. I'm like, are you sure? I, think I had it might a, be Ranger. I had a total. Like, no, it's Max Ranger. I had a total brain cramp. I I don't know what happened. I just and I was the, to one the point where I even like an idiot. Yeah, it was to the point where I even I think messaged Max Ranger on Facebook and asked him, <laughs> and I and I think I just got like a question mark in response or something. <laughs> what what you, I didn't what, know you that. what you guys don't know is I totally set you up on that. uh, It was an accident. So that's another episode that uh, doesn't have uh, as many listens as it should. So go back, listen to the interview with Ranger Truco. Uh, That kid is a delight. And I would also uh, suggest Googling uh, Ranger Truco and uh, his uh, front and central videos that he did uh, for Traverse City Central. Just a super entertaining kid that can really, is one of the few people that can pull off wearing a scarf. James, what do you got? Um, I've got I've got three. I'll pick three that you didn't pick, just so we don't overlap too much or anything. I, I you know I really enjoyed the Ethan Ansick interview. Um, you know he was very, very upfront with all with all that, and, and just a very intelligent young man, um, going to the University of Michigan. Yeah, I'm bummed I wasn't in here for that one. Yeah, Austin Harris was great. Uh, he was our first athlete. Was he? Yeah, he he was the first athlete that we had because we had Matson. Hiller and Thorrington before him, and then we were like, wow, these adults are... Uh, Not bringing uh, the people uh, in. Adullards. No, they were great <laughs> guests, but having the athletes in is way more entertaining. And then uh, and then another interview I thought that was pretty uh, good was Miguel Barrientos. 
I think that's our most listened to podcast. 700 plus. Yep. The people like them some Miggy. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, the most enjoyable uh, interview that I was a part of, I believe, was the tag team interview with Kaziah Stocksdale and Olivia Tomaszewski. Oh, that they were fantastic. so good. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, especially because they could kind of banter with each other, and they were there to really... I, I, I think those two are the guests who were most excited to be on the show. That might be one of the reasons why I liked it so much, was just the energy from both of them. Super the high. Yeah, and, and it was the timing so as well, right funny. before... Right before they went into regionals, it was just like it was. It was just a good atmosphere with those guests, and I think that was probably my favorite that I've been a part of at least. That might be the the most entertaining interview that this podcast has ever had. Those two were absolutely great. So so funny, and really just seemed naturals in front of the mic. Yeah, they yeah. they there was no nervous energy, and I mean we've had that with some of our guests where you can tell it just takes them a little while to settle in, and they were settled in before they even stepped foot in the door. Yeah, I was I was gonna put them at the top of my list. Uh, a couple others that really jumped out, you know, our, our most recent one before Athanasiu this week uh, was Alan Rosa from Traverse City West, super engaging kid. I hadn't met him before that interview. I didn't have the chance to talk to him. You, Jake, you interviewed him after the Patriot game, I believe. And, uh, yeah, just a, man, a, a super chill uh, kid. And, and That was also um, a double interview because uh, you were interviewing the water bottle as well. The water bottle was answering <laughs> some questions every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, the water bottle was jumping in on that one. He needed uh, it. He needed it after that weekend. And, uh, he, Brendan, you mentioned... Central's Margot Wolfter. That that interview was just uh, so poignant. I thought and uh, really, she's been my favorite guest. Yeah, it was um, it was a deep conversation, and, I w- and you know, with fifteen or twenty minutes, that's kind of hard to do sometimes. And uh, so, huge credit to her for allowing us to uh, you know get to know her a, a little bit and and learn some things about her that a lot of people maybe wouldn't be comfortable sharing with a room full of podcasters. Yeah, but she's just so damn confident about who she is that, uh, yeah, I don't really think she's uh, she's all too, too concerned about what others think about her, especially when she dropped 40 on Gaylord in that game when they were... Uh, Alpina. Uh, I'm sorry, Alpina. Um, you know, when they were trying to get in her head and... Just uh, just fired her up more. So if I again, I, I'd have her on the show again. I'd have Jalen on the show again. I, I'd have Ranger. I, I'd have uh, Olivia and Kazaya. But a uh, lot of a lot of really great guests that we've had. But think about all the great guests that we're going to have. There's 50 down. Think about how many more there are to go. I think about that every day. Almost unlimited. He dreams Literally about it. Almost unlimited. I do. I dream about this podcast. Favorite moments for some of you guys? Uh, I know that, honestly, for me, the... Powdered sugar donuts. That one Which also has not had enough listens. That one is absolutely amazing. Uh, I listened to that. But good lord, pants-wearing Gary is his evil (laughs) twin. It's still one of the funniest things. I I think whenever I write a book, I'm going to dedicate one of them to pants-wearing... Gary, evil twin, pants-wearing Gary. Uh, twin, of course, of Glen Lake football coach Gary Angers. Jerry. 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 <laughs> Jerry Angers. Well, they're twins. They're easy to get confused. Yeah. They, uh, 
We make that joke because Jerry never wears pants. Uh, and then it started and it just snowballed from there. By the end of it, you were trying to talk about Stevenson playing Central Lake, and I couldn't stop laughing. I mean, we're, we're talking about like half hour, 45 minutes later in that show, and I'm still losing my mind laughing, where eventually I had to leave the studio. And you and you James out. and you and James, uh, yeah, had to finish things up because I just could not get myself together. Um, I, I loved those moments. Uh, I thought those were great. Um, James, the probably maybe moment, the the most iconic in the first fifty episodes. Uh, but I, <laughs> I, I think I also. You mean the what is a Wycon is not more iconic? That is. Has that the, officially been scrubbed? Nope. Good. It's still yeah. there. It's part of the same thing. Yeah, it's part of the same episode. You had, yeah, pants wearing Gary. You trying to tell me about St. Francis's gameplay, and I'm laughing over everything that you say. Uh, just an, yeah, that that. I, I'd say was, the the episode that's most entertaining to me. But um, I can't even remember what it was that we had, where we were we were flipping each other off. <laughs> That one I don't know either, but I know that I James has gotten mad at me several points at, at, uh, during some of these episodes. I remember you flipped me off, and then I flipped you off. It was separate episodes, but I don't even remember what it was over, so it couldn't have been that bad. Well, see, we, we, uh, we buried the axe. The hatchet. Or the hatchet. Of course, that's a joke. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> All right, so here is, is one of those moments back in, what, October, November of, of last year. This is the the headphones and powdered sugar donuts. Brent had told me a story about James and his bargain hunting and how he was very excited one time about uh, finding a big bag of powdered sugar donuts for a dollar. And it, for some reason, it it absolutely slayed me, and I needed to make sure that I brought that in as part uh, part of the episode we were doing. This was an after dark yeah, James uh, was able to pick those up for $2 at Menards. <laughs> now, now, this was shortly after... Now, this was the episode after the pants-wearing Gary thing, and I was afraid that I was not going to be able to... Yeah, James was able to... <laughs> As you can tell, keep you my, my stuff together podcast. ever again on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, James was able to pick up those beautiful-looking headphones uh, along with a big bag of donuts. <laughs> 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 you got to give me a warning when you're going to throw a joke in like that. Yeah, those are pretty sweet-looking headphones that uh, James was able to pick up for a couple of... <laughs> <laughs> All I to do oh my is god, we need to get this done. <laughs> I know, I know. It's after 10 already. It is. We've been doing a half an hour and we're only <laughs> we've only talked about one of four games that we need to talk about. Yeah, those are uh <laughs> oh, we're so screwed. <laughs> it's funny every time. I can't help myself anymore either. So yeah, clearly one of my prouder moments here on the on my first 50 episodes of the Get Around Podcast. Um, boys, any for you, or or did I pretty much bring them all in? 
I know that moving into this studio was really nice. Yeah, it was getting this, <clears throat> getting this all set up and all our sports memorabilia adorning the walls and the big board that we have the athletes sign when they come in for interviews. The get around Hall of Fame board that we have. It, it is beautiful. I just think it's a really cool project because you know so much of what we do is a new story every day that you work on you put it out read it and maybe never go back to it or read it again and while we may not be exactly going back and listening to these episodes all the time although there are a couple that I know Brendan listens to frequently you know you can you see the progress that the show has made over time and the improvements we've made and all the hours and time that all of us have put into making it what it is and it's just sort of it's really cool to see that progression and you know feel the uh, feel the ownership of it and something that we've we've all built together. Well, this has been the fiftieth episode of the Get Around Podcast. We're hoping for fifty more and beyond. Again, remember share, retweet on social media to have a chance to win a signed puck by Andreas Athanasiu and. Get in for some more Jimmy John's coupons as well. We want to hear from you, our Audible viewers. Please tweet the show at TCR Esports or I am at BA Sports Writer. James at James Cook 14. Jake at Jake at Nip. Brendan, he'd still love to hear what you have to say about the show, even though he's not here every week. At Brendan Queeley. Let us know your favorite moments of the show over the past 50 episodes. Let us know what you think about anything that was in today's show. The local fantasy football draft the interview with Andres Athanasiu beach bums if you've got any information for us there maybe you maybe you've got the hot tip that we're looking for to uh, open up that story a little bit further in any case this has been the 50th episode of the get around podcast sponsored by Jimmy John's two locations in Traverse City at Jimmy John's the freaks about fresh bread meats and veggies because that means better sandwiches for all freaky fresh freaky fast Jimmy John's Freak yeah. Thank you everybody and have a good one. And have a good time.